0: you still have permission to, to to be in BigQuery with a smaller set of data. <laughs> it is OK to do that. You don't need to, like I said, kind of expand into the tool set you are using can handle, rather than what you are getting value out of.
1: All right. We're back in the studio again. Jen, thanks for, for coming back. It's going to be uh, you and I this week.
0: Sure. No, I'm excited. This is a a topic I have strong feelings about.
1: <laughs> and, and, and one that I've I really started to to develop strong feelings for for as well. Um, so I want to pivot themes. What I've been trying to do the last year or two is really try to group episodes into like three or four that cover like a, an overarching theme. So I want to start a new one this week and want to start talking about getting back to basics, mm-hmm. um, which it's definitely something overall, like I'm seeing this. It's not necessarily like a mainstream thought yet within the, the MarTech space yet, but there's this uh, growing undercurrent of like, we've let things get way overcomplicated. Mm-hmm. We've tried to do too many things at once. Now we're left with maintenance nightmares. We're left with things we have to go back and clean up. We're left with stuff that we spent time on that no one's using. Yeah. So what I wanna to talk today is you know, in, in the context of data collection and analytics uh, architecture, the draw of over-engineering that, that data collection. The, the desire to like want to do everything because I mean, I know I, I feel it like, you know, if there's a fresh implementation or something like that, there's like, Oh, this is a fresh canvas to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can test out some new ideas that I've always wanted to do. Um, and there's, we can have a lot of fun with this. We can get creative. Um, but that can lead to some problems. It could lead to things where it's like, Oh, this is a great idea. Let's build it. And then we're left maintaining something that it turns out no one really uses or, um, they have a very complex system, you know, thinking overall that they have to maintain. Mm -hmm. Um, how can someone resist that urge to go in and just want to collect all the data, tag all the things. So maybe let's start there. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Oh, my. So there are when we say over engineer in my head, there's kind of the two sides of it. One is the track too many things and be too ambitious and bite off too much at once. And then there's the no matter what level of solution you have, overthinking how to accomplish it and or making it too complicated. Um, and it feels like you're you're talking more about the former. Um,
1: I mean, it, it I could be like both. Like, both. I mean, I kind of you know <laughs> let, let's yeah. see where the conversation takes us. But, yeah, we we, we can look at both of those.
0: Um, yeah, on, on the wanting to track everything side, I think a lot of the time we are trying to anticipate every future need and we, well, A, that's impossible, we can't, um, but B, we forget that you can always iterate and add to things later on um, rather than try to collect everything. Our industry also really, in my opinion, overvalues historical data. So there's a whole lot of idea of, well, we don't know when we're going to use it, but when we want to use it, we're going to want two years of data on it. So let's implement it now just in case two years from now we want it. Um, I think that's my biggest thing is just over time I've learned it's okay to say, that's a good idea. Let's start with the basics and come back to that one if and or when we have enough questions come up about it or something like that. Yeah, I've It'll been looking
1: like at another thought.
0: Yeah. I've been okay. looking at, there, there've been some conversations about, you know, cleaner programming and, and all of that, of the ideas of, you know, don't repeat yourself, DRY, the, uh, let's see, here, keep it simple, stupid. I'm reading off a list. Um, you aren't going to need it. That's the big one. Apparently this is, uh, abbreviated Y a G N I, you aren't going to need it. YAGNI. Um, But the idea is you always implement things when you actually need it, not just when you foresee that you might need it. Um, To me, this is like the, the biggest thing is just that we are trying to anticipate every future need, and then we are supporting a lot of stuff that ends up never being needed.
1: Yeah. When you were talking about the historical data piece, um, I thought of something in, in parallel, something I've experienced and has led me in the past to probably build more than I should have, design more than I should have. It's getting time with the engineers, getting time with development teams, where especially if you've got a brand new project, say client is replatforming, moving, moving from one you know, e-commerce platform to another or something like that. It's like, okay, everything we've always ever wanted Let's get it in now. And then later we'll decide if we really need it because we have developers time and it's hard to get it later on. And that's kind of led me down that path where it's like, oh, all these little things, let's just stuff them onto the data layer and then we can wire them up and then go from there. But then the problem is, is again, you have the tech debt, whether it's on the analytics side or, or on the data layer side.
0: Yeah, I I definitely saw that recently where, yay, this is our clean slate. Let's get all of the things that had previously been broken. Um, And in doing so, it spread the developers and the attention too thin. So now all the things are broken again (laughs) rather than, yay, a clean start. Let's make sure our four most important things are done perfectly. Um, Yeah, it's very easy to mess that up.
1: And it's actually interesting that as I've really tried to simplify my approach to things in, in recent years and not fall into that trap of, Oh, we let's go engineer everything we've always wanted. I found that when you keep it to the essentials, you keep it um, to what is absolutely needed, what is absolutely valuable. You actually get that time with the developers down the road (laughs) Uh, because they realize, I don't know, at least I'm kind of guessing or at least kind of what I'm kind of hearing indirectly is, is they don't see that you're wasting. They don't think you're wasting their yeah. time where when you try to stuff everything in, they're like, this is a lot. And can you prove the value where it's yeah. when you keep it smaller, you keep it simple. You're able to prove the value. So a new request down the road is not, you know, immediately like rejected out of hand.
0: Yeah. Well, and two, if. So let's say you know I have my four important things, and we actually do get those implemented correctly, but the 20 other less important things we also worked on are not working great. The 20 less important things kill the credibility of the four important things. <laughs> so even if you are tracking them correctly, the fact that half of your solution is on stuff that's less important and or maybe not as well-maintained um, kind of weakens everything. So, uh, That may or may not affect the developer's opinion of whether or not you're worth their time. Hopefully, we're able to give the developers, um, at least some of them or some of their leadership visibility into the data and what's being done with it. That's probably a whole other discussion about cross-team sharing. But um, yeah, I think you're right that it's much easier to sell them on the idea if you've really tackled the things that you need first and better yet, if you're able to show them some cool data for what they've already contributed to.
1: Yeah. It's, it's definitely an interesting pattern and it, it definitely screams less is more. Yeah. Um, the, the less you try to build, the more they're willing to do it when you want to build something. Yeah. Um, so we, we talked about, you know, focusing on those important things What are some of the steps that you see that an analytics practice can put in place to make sure that the implementation work is focused on what is truly needed and valuable and really, you know, becomes less focused on the Hey, we want to tag everything. There's a new feature on the site. We know we need data. So let's just tag it.
0: Yeah. I think some of it are, are things that we all know, but it's very hard to hold to of just for every requirement, ask what business questions are you going to answer with that? What What is the tangible value of the answer of that question? Um, even that can lead us down the, well, here's a future hypothetical question that this could answer. So we have to, to be sure that what current business question <laughs> um, could this feasibly answer? Uh, and check kind of every dimension, every event. Um, I think some of it is kind of that chicken and the egg of once you establish quality data and credibility, then people are much less scared and they don't feel like they need to track everything as a backup. I've seen that a lot where folks who have had kind of iffy implementations have every single click tracked into a big bucket, a single dimension report, just in case, you know, because it might be that SEAD you know, our our add to cart dimension breaks, but we track the click in a separate place alongside every other click on the site. Now we have to wade through it all. Um, But I've seen a lot of people kind of hold that as a safety blanket of if we track everything, then it's okay that we get other parts of our implementation wrong. So establishing credibility in the data and making it so that folks know, hey, if we are focusing on the cart ad and tracking it correctly, then you don't need to also clack, track clicks on every button on the site, just in case one of them is an add to cart button that we are otherwise not tracking correctly.
1: <laughs> yeah. With that, like just in case piece, you actually bring up something really interesting. It's like, it, it it's the digital analyst version of FOMO <laughs> that we, you know, we might be missing out and how mm-hmm. often are they actually really missing out?
0: Yeah. Yep. I think some of it is, well, yeah, it's it's the FOMO to so many different degrees of this feels like the type of thing we should be tracking, Um, (laughs) or this is the type of thing our peers are probably tracking, or this is the thing that somebody at the conference showed they were doing um, that feels like we should be doing it. And none of that addresses the, is this something that our company can answer a business question with and get value out of at, at this point of time with the limitations we currently have. Um, we often are overly optimistic of of what our company can do with that data when we theorize, you know, when we dream up, if we were collecting it, kind of a, if we build it, they will come. Um, but that's not necessarily true. And we've seen that a lot that, yeah, you, you can build it, you can build it poorly because you're stretched too thin or you can build it well. And still, if your organization's not in a good place to be getting value out of it, then you know, what good is it doing you? So yeah, I I really think a lot of it is knowing the limitations of the org that you're currently with, knowing where they are in their evolution and making sure that it's, it's not optimistic, uh, Here's what we could do with it if we were, if we had all the resources or had everything right, but more of a, what will we be able to do with this in the current real world we live in?
1: Think of some of the implementations that you've come in to fix. Like how many times have you run into a situation where the data collection and think just like beyond analytics, think of even like. Marketing tags, all various marketing tags in there. How often would you think you've run into a situation where fifty percent or more of the data collection logic in place is actually not used or not even needed?
0: What a depressing question, because the answer is like everyone. Um, I know
1: it's it, it's a brutal question because real quick, like you bring up a good point. It's depressing because I've come into those too and. Well, you want to be honest with the client. You also don't want to throw others under the bus and say, "Yeah, they've probably you know." I'm curious as to what pushed them to tag all of these things. Because when I talk to your team, no one's using it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I think worse yet, having all that stuff around can make people feel like they are. It's not just the FOMO that makes us track all of those things. It's the after we start tracking those things, the FOMO continues because we feel like we should be doing something with them and we're not. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I do think it's a huge problem like, pretty much everywhere. And I, I also feel like the industry is pushing us more into it as solutions get more complicated. You know, we have folks barely... Getting true value out of a let's say a minimal universal analytics implementation, who are now learning SQL in BigQuery because, <laughs> because DA4 came along, um, and and especially once you're moving into that kind of BigQuery mindset, you really just want let's track everything and we'll SQL our way through it later on. Um, but it introduces so many points of failure and. Uh, spreading yourself too thin is not great. And we often just, we don't see value come out of that data. You mentioned a, a, the marketing tag one. That's one that I'm really bad about. Like I feel like with analytics, if they say we really want to track every click on the site along with every page view, I can push back on that. But then an agency comes along and says they have five new marketing tags they want to add to the site. I never know if, I'm in the position of authority to push back and say, and what business questions are these going to help us answer that the other, you know, 40 marketing tags that we have won't. Um, So that's, that's, I definitely feel like there are a lot of implementations out there where merely their third party, you know, Facebook AdWords, double click, um, trade desk, whatever tags, nobody has run it through a filter of, where is the value going to be? And and do we need all of this? And you know what? Maintaining 45 tags is a lot harder to do well than maintaining five. So you, again, more points of failure, spreading yourself too thin.
1: Well, I think like marketing tags, if we want to zero in on that for a moment, marketing tags are a death of a thousand cuts (laughs) in, in a couple different ways. One to your point of managing 45 different tags or managing 10 different versions of a floodlight tag, all of those things, just managing those within the tag manager is hard enough. But one marketing tag, two marketing tags, it's not going to make much difference the weight of the tag manager. But I've come into implementations where there are hundreds of these tags. And the reason why it grows to that point is a agency sends it over and says, we need it for this campaign. Someone doesn't really put it through the... The process, the intake flow of, well, how long is this needed for? What is it needed for? All of those pieces just puts it up. The campaign ends, but the tag is still there. And you've now got hundreds that you've got to weed through to say, who owns this? And chances are years have passed. yeah, And the initial original people there are no longer there.
0: That's the big one for me is agency turnover is, is a big cause of those duplicative, useless tags that every new agency has their own tracking that they want and nobody ever kind of cleans up what the previous and, and people guess maybe new agencies going to use some of that old stuff too, but they never do. So, yeah, I think marketing tags, we need to put through the same filter we do with analytics, which hopefully is that, you know, what questions are we answering? What tangible value to our company's bottom line might this deliver? I, You had asked earlier what are some of the questions you can ask and things that you can do to to stop yourself from doing this. And there are, are those things that you can do up front of asking those questions. But I also think we need permission or acknowledgement that it's okay to undo tracking or move away from it. If you've had it for two years and nobody's using it, it's okay to turn that variable off and clean it up out of your TMS. And that's one less thing you have to maintain. <laughs> um, one less thing that might ruin your data credibility because, you know, somebody comes across it and it turns out it's not tracking right, or they don't know how to interpret the data. Um, yeah. I I feel like we are always kind of married to the, the things that are already done and we never feel okay removing them just because we can, and we know we're not using it.
1: Yeah. And and that that's definitely the case. And I, I, Love when it's something's been in place for a while, and then it's the oh, hey, we were looking at this. It turns out it broke six months ago, and Sometimes. we're just seeing it now. <laughs> yeah, we need absolutely. to get fixed, you know. Yeah. And it's like, okay, it's great, you want it, but then if you're using it, people would have noticed, yeah, very quickly if something changed and it broke.
0: Yeah, well, and and we frequently. On the implementation side, we're functioning kind of more like a a dev team who is building a website where if there is a bug on your website, there's a JIRA ticket for it, you want it fixed, you can prioritize it and all of that, and somebody will fix it in upcoming sprint. But with analytics, where it's not affecting the user experience, but we still have that mentality of there is a variable that broke, therefore, let's create a JIRA ticket for it, let's have the devs on it, let's fix it. And nobody's asking the, well, it broke. Do we still need it? Is it worth fixing? Why, you know, why would we ever prioritize fixing this? And if, if we're not prioritizing fixing it we're just throwing it in the backlog saying, yeah, you know, we know we want to fix EVAR-16 at some point, just kill EVAR-16, turn it off, remove it from your implementation. And if you want it fixed in the future, then make it a whole new ticket for it and and get it going again. Because, having a whole bunch of things in your backlog of stuff that we know is broken and maybe someday we'll fix. Uh, again, it affects your credibility. It affects uh, both the data's credibility, but also your credibility with the, the devs. Um, yeah. That mentality of if it exists, it must be working. And maybe that's true, but we just just don't question should it exist and therefore does it matter if it's working?
1: Yeah. And kind of like what you're bringing up goes along with what I, where, where I was going with the marketing tags of them being a death of a thousand cuts is, you know, people sending them in, sometimes it looks like, well, it's just one configuration. And this is one of the reasons why sometimes people don't put these requests through the process. Well, it's just one more variable. It's just one more marketing tag. It's double click tag is very, very small. Let's just pop it up on the site. But when over the course of years, when you have people working in silos doing it, that's how you end up with 65 different floodlight tags and you don't know which ones are actually used for campaigns today, which ones need to be removed because people just put them up thinking it's just one small thing and now you have a TMS that is actually a, a burden on the site. Yeah. And the same thing with the analytics piece and cause you bring up, you said something very, very critical, it's not just disable it in the UI, it's actually remove it from the implementation. People often skip that step. So (laughs) it's the, again, hey, you know, EVAR 16 is disabled here, but it's in the tag manager. Well, which is it? What's it supposed to be?
0: Yeah. No, that's a huge thing that I, I see a lot of variables. It helps a little bit that now in launch, if you have a variable disabled, and you probably properly set up your Adobe Analytics extension, it will show you all of your dimension names. And you can see, you know, we are setting EVAR 16, but it doesn't have a friendly name and is probably disabled in the interface. So, you know, we can scratch that out. But yeah, you're right. People often will say, well, we, well, hopefully people are at least looking at their variable map and saying, well, this, this is no longer applicable. We, we don't want it anymore. Let's turn it off and then nobody ever goes and removes it from their TMS. Yeah.
1: Which it's that that's the crucial part in going back. And I would even say this step that is also needed is going to your dev team. If you've got a data layer, if you've got, you know, a data layer in one form or another thinking of it kind of more as like a holistic concept, if you've got this data being published, go to your developers and remove it there too, Yeah, to reduce the tech debt, there reduce you know any kind of overhead like it, it, it's it's got to be this whole like cycle of let's clean it up everywhere
0: yeah well and we definitely see that with with the data layer um yeah i'm trying to think if i've ever seen an instance of somebody going back to the devs and saying we don't need this in the data layer remove it like we might be able to get people to remove you know broken efr 16 from the tms but it is so hard to get people to let go <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, and, and maybe me included because there are many sites that I'm on where their data layer has like twice the data that they actually need and, or are using. And we once again have that, well, it's there. If we get rid of it, we can't use it in the future. Um, and there's not much thought of the, well, what is it taking to maintain that? Is it likely to break and then create a needless Jira ticket when, you know, the site updates, um, or does it just make it harder to focus on the things that do matter? I think that's the, that's the big one. If you have a data layer with twenty different um, items in it, and only three of them matter, it becomes kind of hard to to get to the signal through that noise.
1: Yeah, I'm actually working with a, a client right now where their dev team, you know, their their data layer is three four years old at this point, and their dev team has just always been in the, the phase of add, 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 mm-hmm. oh, you know, adding. And I'm like, at, at any point, have you reconciled with the team responsible for the architecture and the team responsible for the analysis yeah. of what is actually still being used and cleaning up the old stuff? And they're like, never. And I'm like, I bet you your QA team is being overburdened testing tech debt, yeah, testing <laughs> stuff that is actually not used.
0: And- Earlier, you mentioned like, oh, if you're replatforming, it's a great fresh new start. Where I had thought you might be going was you're replatforming and you're carrying over, figuring out what to bring from your old uh, implementation to your new. That's one that I see a lot of, okay, we are moving from Adobe to GA or vice versa. Um, Let's make sure that everything in our Adobe variable map is now accounted for in GA in some way, instead of saying what things in Adobe were we actually tracking? And let's base our implementation, our new GA implementation around the things that we were getting value out of before, instead of just trying to move laterally, because, oh man, that creates so many headaches. Same thing with the data layer, and if you are re-platforming your site and you have a fresh, clean, new start, that does not mean this is your chance to do all of the things that you had previously done and just do it better this time. Um, this is a chance to say, oh, these are the things that mattered. We learned our lessons from last time. Uh, let's focus on these bits.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm starting to see more and more of that. Um, I'm at least from some key folks in, in, involved with it, whether it be the architecture, at least development is maybe pushing back to like, do we need to carry all of this over? It's still a bit of a fight, but I'm actually seeing some progress there where people are like, let's take a whole fresh look Mm -hmm. let's not try to stuff everything in let's let's start fresh and not just carry over the bad habits from before
0: because we we are have all learned what it feels like to carry around that technical debt (laughs) Uh, it's
1: it's it's a burden
0: yeah it absolutely (laughs) is um well that that's good that you are seeing that more and i i suppose i am too um but then, like I said, I think the we might be learning about that technical debt and trying to prevent it. But at the same time, the industry is pushing us into more complicated, perhaps more evolved solutions uh, that we we feel we need to expand into. Um,
1: Such as what? Like what, what? are you seeing there?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. Just GA four altogether, but but also with CJA. So it, it's both sides. So as if there are only two sides. Google and Adobe are both doing it right now, I think, um, where, uh, because you can put your data into a big, uh, maybe you're putting it in Snowflake, or maybe now it's in BigQuery alongside other data you had in BigQuery, or maybe it's now in um, CJA and AEP. So you can start using it against your call center data and all of that, which is great, Um, And there there absolutely can be value out of that. But if you didn't have the strong foundation to begin with and or it is not particularly useful data that you can now marry up with five other data sets and these big tools, um, it it just complicates, it oh, so much further. Uh, And those are, they are complicated tools and it is so much harder to get them to work with a ton of let's capture everything data and then marry it together and fix it in the back end because databases and SQL and all of these things can now help us do that, rather than just let's focus on getting the things that matter right. And whether we are uh, using that data in a friendly interface, um, or you know, whatever we call GA4's interface. Um, <laughs> or we are Is doing this a it little in shade right there. <laughs> oh, I I feel no shame in, in that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, wh- whether or not it's that or we are in BigQuery because you know it does have more flexibility than, than that GA4 interface does, or even Looker Studio or something like that, um, you still have permission to, to, to be in BigQuery with a smaller set of data. <laughs> it is OK to do that. You don't need to, like I said, kind of expand into what, yeah, what, what the tool set you are using can handle rather than what you are getting value out of. Definitely just thinking of, of different use cases I've heard for CJA or just Adobe really pushing people to use the Web SDK. Um, and the Web SDK and AEP, CJA, all of that is built much more with kind of a big data mindset. And it, uh, it really just compounds the issue of we are tracking everything. Now we are tracking everything in a more complicated way. That, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we're we're feeling pressure to to evolve past where we are. I think, and uh, it's not necessarily. Uh, maybe it's pushing some some uh, innovation, but I I see it also focusing a lot of effort on things that won't return value immediately.
1: Yep. Makes sense. Um, so as we start to to wrap up, if there's one particular thing someone should take away from this topic, um, or maybe even two, like what, what are they? Like something critical like to, to say like, this is what you need to watch out for. This is, this is what happens if you don't develop as, you know, this kind of behavior, the behavior, like kind of like really vetting requests, right? Not, not to put words in your mouth.
0: Well, yeah, so there is the vetting request, but I think that that might be one of my takeaways is that, yes, the intake process is important in the gathering of requirements in the beginning of a new project is important. But the thing that I, I really want folks to take away is after that's all done, it is okay to revisit and remove things or question the value of things. It is okay to give yourself permission to not track a thing for now and, and maybe get to it later when the question comes back up. Um, And in doing so, I I think know what your KPIs are, know the top three questions that you want to answer or the things that come up again and again and again. And I don't know if you have to print them out and stick them next to your monitor, (laughs) Um, but keep them in mind. Um, And, Yes, not just with the these are the the new things we are implementing, but in the are the things that we are maintaining currently helping along those lines. And if not, it's OK to get rid of them. Also, it's OK to turn on a thing and put a thing on your calendar to say in six months, we're going to come back to this and see if it's providing value. And if not, then we'll turn it off, um, especially when it comes to the let's track all the clicks uh, type of thing it is much easier to tell people no um, or to tell them, yeah, okay, we're going to do that. But then, you know, in three months, you can come back to it and say, you know, we're not getting a lot of value out of this. And especially the track everything where it's costing a lot of server calls, you now have evidence of this isn't particularly useful and it's costing us more money. So um yeah, okay, I, I will go ahead and do the ridiculous thing you are asking that you are adamant you need, but we're gonna revisit in three months and see if it's actually providing value.
1: Yeah. I actually really like that. Um, that and the, it's okay to go back and reevaluate. It's okay to say we no longer need this and you know pull the trigger and turn it off.
0: Yeah, yep. And we've also recently discovered um, in Adobe, at least, the number of components that you have in your uh, report suite greatly affects the report speed. Um, so. This isn't just your evars and props, but also all of your calculated metrics and segments. If you are not using them for Pete's sake, get rid of them. Your reports will load so much faster. (laughs) Um, And it is hard, so hard to take the time to go through and curate that list when you are also implementing all of the new track everything. Um, So Yeah. yeah.
1: You remind me of something from last year working with a client. Uh, again, we came in to help them clean up several things, process-related, you know, architecture uh, stuff as, as well. And they had over 500 custom events enabled. They had just about every prop enabled. They had at least 150 EVARs enabled. And at this point, they weren't using them, but they and they turned off the data collection within launch, but they were still enabled oh. in the UI. And what I actually found out that... And they also had like 80 some report suites from over the years in there. And not only did it affect the performance of the workspace UI, it impacted admin stuff. I went in and was trying to build classifications and I couldn't build them because something on the back end it, it hit some kind of limit. Yeah. The minute we sunset report suites, we turned off things, the the admin portion of it yeah. You know, became much snappier and all of those features started to work as, as expected.
0: Yeah. learned and, and that I mean, one last like, year. I've always known kind of deep down that, yeah, all of that stuff affects the processing. But recently we had it demonstrated very clearly and very directly that, yes, the number of components that you have has a huge impact. And it's not just that, you know, the hamsters running in Adobe's wheels are slow today. It's, it's that your report suite has too many components.
1: Yeah. And you know, shout out to the sane hamsters. I <laughs> yeah, I was thinking
0: it too. Um, I, I
1: missed that old Twitter account. They were fun.
0: They were fun. <laughs> um, I think too, sorry, one more thought that if you, if you have a variable map, if you have an SDR, if you have documentation, um, highlight the things that matter. It is okay to acknowledge that some data points are more important than others. And if when you're looking at your 250 EVARs, four of them are marked as important. Well, that means the other 246 (laughs) are probably a little less important. And um, yeah, even if you have to go through and just mark a priority on things, uh, I think that uh, mental exercise is a good and healthy one to do. Uh, It makes it much easier later on to evaluate which things are worth hanging on to and fixing up and maintaining.
1: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Um, prioritizing the data, because when everything's important, nothing is important.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Cool. Well, Jen, this has been great. Uh, appreciate yeah. you joining us again. I knew this was going to be a, a fun <laughs> conversation and definitely some good insights because it's it's definitely something I think people need to think about in that. And it's it's a philosophy I've really been trying to embrace in recent years, this less is more, because mm-hmm. I'll say like, Definitely early in my career when I first got into digital analytics in 2009, 2010, I was definitely really bad at over engineering things and even up to you know six, seven years ago I was still over engineering things but uh, you know you come to find out quickly that uh, you know tech debt can be a serious burden and managing that is hard and just you know kind of focusing on what's important.
0: Yeah yep, absolutely. And hey, cool. we didn't even go down the path of people who over-engineer their implementation like, you know, have built their own mini TMS within their TMS and Oh, that's uh, a good point. Yeah, I've got lots of stories. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how value, I I've just I've got stories. <laughs> but I've also done it myself too. I I think I mm-hmm. just saw recently where I was very proud of my solution that was going to simplify things and as soon as I was gone, it got messed up because it was my complicated solution. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, let's let, let's talk about that because yeah, yeah I think it, it is definitely something you bring up a good point. Like I, I fully admit I've done this. Like I'm I'm preaching from a position of I've done it and I've had to deal with the maintenance nightmare of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's as developers particularly, I, I think it's easy to it's fun to solve problems in unique ways, but just because it's fun and you can do it doesn't mean you should. Yep. And um, yeah, so, but that that could be a whole other topic.
1: I think it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> sit down with it and think think through it. All right. Cool. Well, thank you much. Thank and, you. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap up there. It was fun.
0: Talk, yeah, to it was. Talk to you later.
1: Definitely. Talk to you later. Bye bye.